Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are talking to the fifth generation owner of Omaha Steaks, uh, Todd Simon. Wow, I hate to say it. In the midst of this crisis we're living through, what a great time for Omaha Steaks. You were already on this, right? Flash frozen, safely delivered to your door. You get an amazing amount of food that you can stock up in your freezer. Well, that's right. I mean, we are experts in frozen food delivery, and we've been shipping great protein and meals and steaks, you know, directly to people's homes since the mid-50s. So we're already sort of set up and expert at it. So, you know, when people, you know, either stopped wanting to go to stores or when stores didn't have enough supply, uh, we were ready to, to step in and really help our customer family make sure that they were able to stock up and have what they needed during this unfortunate moment. And your quality is amazing. I just am amazed the amount you get for the price that you get, right? Because you actually have like stock up varieties now. Tell us about those. That's right. So if you go to our website now, we're focusing a lot on stock up packages because what we're finding is that what our customers want is they want a big box with a lot of portions so they can get that in their freezer and so that they can make sure that they're doing great meals at home, but they're not kind of creating monotony, right? They really want variety. My wife now is cooking something different every night, looking for different recipes. So we've got these pre-packed stock-up boxes that are ready to ship now. They're filled with a huge variety of steaks, of premium poultry and pork. We've got no-work family meals for your slow cooker, your oven. We've got skillet meals. We've got side dishes. And we've got artisan desserts. And one of the things, you know, we've heard is that, you know, don't forget the sweets, right? People want to have something sweet to end the meal. So great food, cooked easily. One less problem that really people have to deal with right now is they're thinking about so many things that could potentially overwhelm them. And Todd, can I just say, uh, during this time of crisis, the Stephanie Miller Show so appreciates our sponsors because everyone's having a tough time. And let me just say, my listeners get the need to support my sponsors. You've been so loyal to us and they've been so loyal to you. And now it's a win-win-win for everybody. So thank you so much. Go to OmahaStakes.com, type Stephanie in the box. And Todd, thanks so much for your time. Well, thank you so much and please stay safe. You too. Okay, here's how it is. Uh, Coronavirus is Hurricane Maria. We are Puerto Rico. Trump is Trump. And those press conferences are the paper towels he uselessly throws at suffering people every day. Let's do this. Welcome to the Sanity Cast, the happy little podcast about not going completely batshit when the Christians have elected Caligula. I'm John Fugelsang. Thanks for joining us. I take no responsibility for this podcast, and I give myself a 10 for it. From the epicenter of the American outbreak, we are recording in a disaster area known as New York State. Actually recording this in New York City. Our city has half the cases in the country. And for this episode, we're going to just try to run through as many things that happened in the last 10 days 
as quickly as possible. That's it. At this point, it's all like a Billy Joel song because how are we got that Billy Joel song? How are we going to remember everything? It's what the fuck fatigue. And every day there's 25 new what the fucks. So much malfeasance, so many lies, so much rank fuckery and double talk and jive. It is so easy to become overwhelmed, to be gaslit and to check out, which you cannot do. Depression is a disease. Negativity is a habit. Hannity is the opposite of sanity. And at a time like this, I'm sorry, despair is privilege. Before we get started, big announcement. SiriusXM is going to be opening streaming for free for everybody. So if you have wanted to check out the programming on SiriusXM, my show runs every night on Channel 127 from 9 to midnight Eastern Time. We've been having amazing guests in the quarantine from, oh my God, who's been doing, I mean, we just had Mar- Marilou Henner, we just had uh, Jane Lynch, we just had Marianne Williamson, Ice-T, I know those four are basically the same people, but please, please, do consider it. You can hear our show live every night or as a daily podcast the next day and all the great programming for free right now. Go to player.seriousxm.com slash now hyphen playing to uh, get the app and start listening for free until May 15th. Because my friends, this is a time when we have to come together by staying apart. It's a time when marriages are going to end and babies are going to be conceived. It's a time when the ones who said they had the virus under control are now telling us hundreds of thousands could die. It's a time when thousands are dying, but nobody can go to their funerals. Street violence is down, but domestic violence is up. Workers who don't get paid sick leave have to go to work sick just to get paid. It's a time when there's an economic package that manages to be the biggest package in history, and it's still inadequate. And it's a time when a president can say no one saw this coming, And why didn't Obama do more? The people who are calling out a president for lying to you, Trump supporters, during a pandemic, they're fighting harder for your lives than the president who is lying to you during the pandemic. Where are the test kits? Where are the masks and the ventilators? Where's the added economic relief for people who've lost their jobs? Where's the motherfucking plan to fix this? Where are the test kits? And why are our lives in the hands of the host of Celebrity Apprentice and his treasury secretary, the dude who produced the Lego Batman movie? As of this recording, our president has lied and ignored intelligence warnings. He's called the crisis a hoax. He's downplayed the threat. He's lied about testing. He's lied about the government's response on the ground. He's lied about uh, the Obama administration. He's misled the country about a cure. He's lied about the infection rates. He's filled his days watching Fox News and doing nothing, blaming governors, not ordering a national lockdown, not working with certain Democratic officials, and has provided zero leadership because he's not a leader. He's a boss. He disbanded the pandemic response team. He fired the China CDC specialist. He never actually banned fucking flights from China. You know that, right? 40,000 people have flown into our country since this ban on Chinese travel. It wasn't a ban on travel from China. It was a ban on Chinese people from China. Meanwhile, they did ship 18 tons of, of gear and supplies to China before all this happened. He closed 37 out of 47 pandemic centers. So on this episode, the quarantine diaries. And when is your state's death rate expected to peak? And what shocking truth did Donald Trump openly admit this week and my story about how Trump's campaign manager blocked me on Twitter? This president's made no tweets about the 2,000 Americans. I'm sorry, about the 14,000 Americans have already died. He just, he tweets to brag about his TV ratings. So let's do it. Let's isolate together. The Quarantine Diaries. As of this recording, which is the day Bernie Sanders has dropped out, 
the night before New York is projected to have their peak day of deaths. The cases have topped 427,000 with more than 14,000 American deaths. Governor Cuomo has said New York is seeing a positive effect social distancing can have on the spread of the virus and the curve is beginning to flatten. However, it flattened for a couple of days and then it shot up. California is now using new technology allowing for the sterilization and reuse of N95 masks as early as this week. You think Trump knows what an N95 mask is? Delta has said they're no longer going to book the middle seats on flights till the end of May to try to allow for more social distancing. That might make me fly. If there's a chance that I can't be put in the middle seat, Uh, there have been more than 87,000 deaths. Nearly 1.5 million people are infected globally, but the number they don't talk about on the news, they give you the death count, they give you the infection count. They don't talk about the recoveries. And there have been over 315,000 recoveries. And there will be more. And that must be focused on. I don't like being the one to say this. But if this thing goes away with no more loss of life and no more economic hardship, I know it's a miracle. But if it did happen, the best case scenario is Donald Trump going around peacocking, taking credit for doing nothing again. But that's where we find ourselves. Now, China has just lifted their lockdown on Wuhan and and the city is emerging from this. Uh, They're still concerned that they're not going to allow mass gatherings because that could cause new outbreaks. But Wuhan has been locked down for 76 days. We're just beginning our fifth week. So congratulations. The World Trade Organization has announced this is now on track to give the world a new Great Depression. And there's even concerns in South America for the indigenous populations. A teenager from a very isolated branch of the Yanomami tribe has tested positive. In El Salvador, you got gangs who are driving around to enforce the lockdown with baseball bats. In Ireland, their prime minister is a former doctor, Leo Varadkar, and he has just re-registered as a medical practitioner to help treat patients while leading the country because that's what leaders do. They get their hands dirty. They don't watch fucking Fox News all day in executive time and complain that they can no longer ride Obama's economic expansion while they eat Big Macs and call into Hannity. 73% of Americans say the pandemic has reduced their family income. 48% of Americans, this is according to Financial Times, say that they... They, without any income, they, they couldn't make any money at all if they were unable to work because of illness. And that's why we see the rates so high among African-Americans or poorer populations. A lot of white people on the news wondering, why is this impacting poor and marginalized African-American people so much? Because those people are already impacted. They're already in a greater risk group for so many diseases, poor people diseases. And let me tell you, 37% of us can work from home. But if you work in the service industry, if you work for the airlines, you can't work from home. It's not a mystery. Passover has begun, and many families are planning virtual seders with Zoom and Google, and Jewish leaders are rewriting the uh, the Haggadah, the sacred text, drawing parallels between the Israelites' captivity and the quarantine right now. Has it ever been more relevant? It's the ultimate story of freedom, right? Plagues and blessings to fix a broken world. I've never appreciated it more. Bernie Sanders has dropped out of the 2020 race, clearing the path for Joe Biden. Looks like there will not be a brokered convention where they give it to Andrew Cuomo or who else. Uh, Bernie said 
We are now some 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden. The path toward victory is virtually impossible. So while we are winning the ideological battle and we are winning the support of so many people and working people, I've concluded the battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. He has urged his supporters to still go and vote because as of this taping, 26 states still haven't had a chance. More than half the U.S. states have not had a chance to vote for the Democratic Party nominee. And I give him credit for it. I mean, it's clearing the path for Joe Biden. He's landing the plane early to give extra months to coalesce. Um, I have never in my life spent more time defending two old white men from bullshit accusations as I have in the last several days on the radio and on social media. Uh, Bernie Sanders was not a spoiler in 2016. He did not run third party. He did four times the amount of campaign events for Secretary Clinton that Secretary Clinton did for Barack Obama in 2008. Uh, Bernie Sanders is not a socialist. He's not calling to nationalize industries. Um, and, and again, Hillary Clinton hung in there in 2008 until June. Okay. And Joe Biden, um, he did not get Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court. Quite the opposite. He voted against Clarence Thomas. He did not persecute Anita Hill. He did make her a household name because when the story broke, he made her come testify. That was him doing his job. He did not ruin her life. I, 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 my new favorite thing is just I, I defend Joe Biden more than I actually like Joe Biden. And I do like Joe Biden. You know why? Two reasons. Number one, if he gets the nomination, he will be the most liberal Democratic nominee in the history of the party. And number two, on his worst day, if Joe Biden was on fire, bleeding out of both eyes, having a seizure, snipping some girl's hair inappropriately and speaking in tongues, he would still be a better president than Donald Trump on his best day. I do want to know what you guys think. And you should please write to me at johnfuglesang.com. Um, Politico said Sanders is the in the last five years arguably has been the most important person in American politics not named Donald Trump. And as of today, the new Quinnipiac poll shows Biden leading by eight points. So um, I'm all for people who uh, were anti-Bernie thanking him for making the Democratic Party a better place. I'm all for people who are anti-Biden realizing Biden is the best shot we have at not getting Scott Bayo on the Supreme Court, okay? It's really easy. There's a certain kind of guy who says, oh, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. No way. Uh-uh. I'm in a swing state, and I'm going to vote third party or just not vote at all. You know what kind of guy says that? The kind of guy who doesn't have a uterus. The kind of guy who doesn't care about women's reproductive rights, who doesn't care about science, who doesn't care about climate change, who doesn't care about labor, who doesn't care about the rights of the accused over the cops. And don't forget, Donald Trump was impeached because Joe Biden beat him in 73 consecutive polls, and Trump had to try to cheat and bribe somebody to smear Biden. This week, the Republican Party forced thousands of people to the polls during a pandemic in the great state of Wisconsin. You saw it. It was disgusting. For years, these guys have said, oh, you got to show a photo ID when you vote. And I've always said, well, what about the military? Because they do mail ballots. Shouldn't they have to show ID? It's the greatest proof of their bullshit. Well, now, guess what? They're coming out against mail ballots, saying they're not safe. Even Donald Trump, who voted by mail ballot last year. And once again, I say, Republicans, why do you hate the troops? Governor Cuomo has announced all New Yorkers will be eligible to vote absentee in our state's primary election. A CDC report found that African-American communities are harder hit by coronavirus than other communities. Again, white people are just figuring it out that African-Americans live in a different America. What they should do is break it down. Are we talking wealthy African-Americans? 
or are we talking low income African Americans? Because when you go by income, you'll see a lot more similarities. The only color that matters is lack of green. It's a time when Bob Dylan just scored his first ever number one song on a Billboard chart at age 78. That's 17 minutes long about JFK and everything else. Surgeon General Jerome Adams went on Meet the Press this week and said, this next week is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment. It's going to be the hardest moment for many Americans in their entire lives. I would agree, except when Pearl Harbor happened, we had a strong federal government with an actual president, not a reality show brand licensing landlord who likes to fuck models and pay for it and lie to you about it. Um, Donald Trump threatened to withhold funding from the World Health Organization this week. What a shock. Congress could move as early as this week to approve another $250 billion in aid for small businesses. You know, small businesses like Apple or the airlines or the cruise industry. In India, people are locked up in, in quarantine. Over a billion people have gone inside. And you know what? They're famously smogged, choked cities, especially New Delhi. Record levels of low pollution. Same with L.A. L.A. now which when I lived there, they were famous for their pollution. Now they have the lowest levels of pollution of almost any major city in the United States. America's flight attendant union called for a stop to all leisure travel as the death toll piles up and almost vacant flights are now the norm. American Airlines flew 119 flights out of Washington Reagan National last week on Friday. Eight of those planes had only one passenger. 119 flights out of Washington National. On the same day last year, they flew 254 flights out of there. As of this taping, Boris Johnson is still in intensive care. John Prine has died. Cases are surging in the UK, but the number of daily confirmed infections and deaths is finally declining in Italy and Spain. Germany's flattened the curve. In France, they're flying drones, heat-seeking drones over the countryside to identify who's breaking the rules of shelter in place. In Sweden, they're telling the people not to, you know, not to go out and practice social distancing, but the schools are open, the bars are open, the restaurants are still open, and the EU is very nervous. At the Vatican, the Pope celebrated Mass on Palm Sunday in the near-empty St. Peter's Basilica. Here in New York, I saw a lady trying to get her baby carriage up a flight of subway stairs, so I, I walked up and said, excuse me, can I help you? And, and she screamed, get away from me, you monster. It's crazy raising a child in quarantine, let me tell you. I took him kite flying. I'm taking him bike riding. I'm helping him learn to ride his bike. I'm going to the river, going where we can go. I'm trying to avoid taking him indoors anywhere but his own apartment. It's a scary time here in New York. I don't know how much y'all have heard about it. It's very strange. Most of the day, it's incredibly quiet. It's so quiet, the only things you can hear are birds because right now in April is when the birds are making their northern migration for the warm weather. And as they fly north, they're over New York City and they see this little package of green that's Central Park and a sea of concrete. Usually in April, a lot of very exotic birds stop in Manhattan to chill in Central Park for a day or two. And you hear them all day. Exotic birds. The kind of bird calls you never hear in New York. And you hear ambulances around the clock. Almost any time of day, if you stop and stand still outdoors in New York City, you can hear one in the distance. You've got to take a minute, but you'll hear it. Of course, in Wisconsin this week, we saw Governor Tom Evers give a last-minute order halting in-person voting. His state Supreme Court blocked it. And this is how it's going to be. It could blow up in the Republicans' face, 
but I mark my words, they are going to try to use, they're going to try to use this any way they can. They will exploit this because they only win by low turnout. And this is giving them a great chance. Watch it backfire. Watch if this is still happening in November and they're afraid of mail ballots. So they make it in-person voting and everybody over the age of 60 is terrified. But all the young people show up. Let's see how you like it then. Here in New York, in the MTA, there have been more than 1,100 employees who've tested positive for coronavirus. 5,600 have been quarantined. In Seattle, uh, they've stopped collecting fares in King County Metro and Sound Transit. They're having riders board buses to the back to keep distance from the drivers. Um, in Houston, the MTA there, they put netting in the middle of hundreds of buses to make more space between drivers and passengers. Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, has pledged $1 billion dollars a quarter of his fortune. Isn't that great? A whole quarter of it. And how's the poor guy supposed to get by with only $3 billion? You know, Jack Dorsey, um, who helped get Trump elected, and Trump who lied to us for three months and made this worse, Jack Dorsey, he could have he given $3 billion to fight this. He could have given a billion dollars and built a factory to make testing kits and sent them to every American. A lot cheaper than a $2 trillion bailout package. Jack Dorsey could have gotten by in life with only $1 billion. Jack Dorsey doesn't care enough. Bill Gates is supporting vaccine development. Lionel Richie wants to re-record We Are the World. Weed sales are soaring, soaring in places where it's legal and soaring in places where it's not legal. I, I Look, maybe you don't like weed, but if Lionel Richie re-records We Are the World, you're going to need some. Porn consumption is up, according to Pornhub. Traffic's gone up very high. People are eating more. People are relying more on non-perishable foods like pasta and canned food. Uh, we've already heard this expression, the quarantine 15, and they're also exercising less. According to data from 68,000 fitness trackers, people are moving less, they're sleeping more. Don't guilt yourself. It's crazy. Good news, they're still building Trump's wall. Yes, they gave the construction crews essential status, even though America has so many more cases than Mexico that Mexico has closed off the border to us. Mike Pence tweeted, it is now important more now than ever that every American follows Donald Trump's guidelines. I say it's more important now than ever that Mike Pence follows the 25th Amendment guidelines. Marianne Faithful has it. John Taylor of Duran Duran has it. A tiger at the Bronx Zoo has it. A four-year-old tiger named Nadia and six other ti tigers and lions at the Bronx Zoo. The first known infection of an animal in the U.S., they're believed to be infected by a zoo employee who wasn't yet showing symptoms because Icelandic scientists think that up to half of the people with this have no symptoms, which means young, healthy people are spreading it. It also means the death toll is so much higher than we realize because so many folks who have died in rural areas where there is no testing have influenza or pneumonia given as cause of death. There's a couple in Boynton Beach, Florida, Stuart and Adrian Baker. Married 51 years. Maybe you heard this story. This last Sunday, they both died. The same day. Uh, she got sick first. They brought her to the hospital. He came to try to see her, and they admitted him. Stuart Baker was 74. Adrian Baker was 72. They both got so sick that they moved them to hospice together in the same room. And they unhooked them from the ventilators together in quarantine. And they died six minutes apart. Donald Trump fired uh, his second inspector general in three days. 
our media has no experience in covering authoritarian regimes, so our media is just sitting there like a pinata and taking all this. Donald Trump says the election will still happen on November 3rd, but no mail-in ballots because he thinks everyone cheats like he does. At the New York uh, at New York's Empire State Building, have you seen this? Um, last week, and they say they're going to do this to the end of the COVID-19 battle. The signature white lights on the Empire State Building are replaced by what they call the heartbeat of America with a white and red siren for the, in the mast for heroic emergency workers on the front lines of the fight. We'll never stop shining for you. Have you seen it? It looks like a big flashing siren. I mean, it's meant to remind us of, you know, the emergency, but it kind of reminds me of a disco lighthouse. And you can't say those things. Okay, Google has the data in. These are the top searches during coronavirus so far. Are you ready? Because whatever you're doing to get through this, keep it up. Um, The top searches in Google since the pandemic quarantine began roughly four weeks ago. How to cut own hair. How to make beer at home. Is Disney World really closed? How to make bread. How to work out at home. What to do about cabin fever. Is marriage necessary? And how to make my cat love me. Looking good, America. Congratulations to Alec Baldwin and his wife, Hilaria, expecting their fifth child. Their fifth child. They just got married. Um, Alec Baldwin is 62. They already have four children, ranging in age from two to six. Alec Baldwin will be 63, and he'll be living in a house with five children under the age of seven. Do you have any idea how many times Alec Baldwin has heard the Frozen soundtrack? Next time he beats up a guy for a parking spot on the sidewalk, just understand. Since our last episode, the CDC has reversed course, recommending we all wear face masks in public so we stop getting each other so sick. I've been doing that. My wife sewed some. Charmy sewed a bunch from uh, some old dish towels. She got a pattern she downloaded, got out the sewing machine. And it, I mean, we, we look like we're robbing Martha Stewart's house. It it's, it's, looks like we're wearing doilies on our face, but whatever works. They moved that Navy ship, the hospital ship here, with a 2,000 bed capacity. Don't know if you've heard about this. Everyone cheered. Uh, so far, they've treated 15 patients five of whom have been discharged. Now they're going to be taking COVID-19 patients. Corona beer has halted production, not for the reasons we think. Mexico does not consider brewing to be an essential service. Florida finally issued their stay-at-home order. Um, And Florida, unlike New York City and California, is not awaiting supplies. Of course, Governor Ron DeSantis who isn't just a racist, he's also pretty stupid. Uh, He said religious services conducted in churches and synagogues and houses of worship are essential businesses and therefore exempt from the stay-at-home executive order. And this makes me need to stab something, because here's the deal. Um, The government has something in common with churches. They're not businesses. They shouldn't be run like businesses. They should not be thought of as businesses. Ron DeSantis may think he's doing this to help himself with his base. What he's actually doing is what Trump is doing, trying to get his damn base killed. And again, if you're a Christian and you support Trump, you're not a Christian. Yeah, I said it. Ask your loved ones, ask your right-wing loved ones to name one teaching of Christ that Donald Trump has ever fought for in his life. Just one. There are none. Ask for one teaching of Christ, a gospel teaching that Jesus said, not shit they think he said. And he's not doing this for religious people. DeSantis is doing this for himself. He's doing it for himself, for his own election process. He is willing to get Christians and Jews and worshipers sick because he thinks it'll help his his, his electoral process. It's not going to help him if they're dead, Ron. He doesn't care about these people any more than Trump cares about these people exempting religious 
uh, he, he, he doesn't care about leading. He doesn't care about who's going to get sick because of this. He cares about his own job. Homeless people on the streets of Las Vegas are sleeping in squares that are painted on the asphalt of a soccer stadium parking lot to meet the social distancing safety requirements while they sleep. In Wales, the town of Landuno, I'm sorry, I'm not saying it right, Landudno, they've been overrun by small herds of goats who are making their way from the hills to eat all the shrubs on the empty streets. A Mexican governor is spreading a terrifying lie that poor people are immune to it. More than 400 long-term care facilities across the U.S. are reporting patients with coronavirus. Older adults are still the most at risk. Chris Cuomo's got it. Donald Trump um, keeps warning about the hard days that lie ahead, but he still hasn't explained why he hasn't imposed a national stay-at-home advisory or a quarantine order. You know, he, he keeps bragging this lie about his response is keeping the death toll lower and keeps saying maybe we'll reopen things soon. You can't reopen things you didn't close. He won't do it. <sighs> of course, U.S. intelligence reported that China dramatically underreported the number of cases and deaths in Wuhan and the Hubei province, which means China, America, Russia, and Iran have something in common. Um, no one can trust the leaders of all four countries to tell the truth during a plague. And the projections now show that this could kill more Americans than Vietnam or World War One. This week, the world's oldest living man celebrated his 112th birthday in isolation. His name is Bob Waiten. He lived through the 1918 flu, two world wars. He said nothing in his 11 decades of life made him ready for life in the coronavirus period. He also got an interesting present, the plaque from the Guinness World Records honoring him as the current holder of the title, world's oldest living male. Is that the creepiest thing you could possibly look at every day when you wake up? I mean, what kind of fucking monkey's paw is this? Everyone who gets that plaque dies. Sorry. In Malaysia, the government's calling on women to, quote, support their husbands, do their chores, and not be sarcastic while they're at home or under quarantine. There may be some backlash from women's rights groups, just maybe. Apple has donated 1.9 million masks to the state of New York with more on the way, which made Charmy ask, why the hell does Apple have 1.9 million masks? Another study says that 60%, 60% of people with it had a loss of smell and taste as symptoms. By now you've heard about Adam Schlesinger, songwriter and founder of the band Fountains of Wayne, Oscar nominee, Emmy winner, composer of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Oscar nominee for uh, That Thing You Do, and of course, Stacy's mom got him a Grammy nomination. He has died at the very young age of 52. Governor Cuomo shut down playgrounds. Modeling shows that 16,000 New Yorkers will die from this virus. And every night here at 7 p.m., my whole courtyard cheers the healthcare workers. It's really strange. We go out in the backyard and, and hear everyone cheering. I can also hear neighbors talking window to window. Things that have never happened before. Axios described this as like, in terms of the jobless rate, they, they say it's like a natural disaster hitting every state at the same time. And some of the hardest hit states represent the core of the electorate that's going to decide the next president. Pennsylvania has over 370,000 new unemployment claims. Ohio has over 200,000 new claims. Uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who is also stupid, said Wednesday, he just learned that the virus is transmitted asymptomatically. We didn't know that until the last 24 hours. On January 31st, Anthony Fauci had said, now we know from a recent report from Germany that is absolutely not the case. They knew. They just, they only consume their news from one place. 
Korea is doing it. South Korea is showing us how to do it. They're managing it by emphasizing transparency and open communication and, and, and evidence-based deployment of public health measures, innovative use of technology and data, which means they fucking tested everybody. They had drive-through testing. They tested everyone there. And our president called it a hoax and went golfing. I'm going to do a whole episode of just every lie Trump has told since this began. I've been making a list. It's been taking me weeks. But no one in South Korea is under quarantine. They can go out and walk around. Over here, we have no idea what's going to happen because we don't do the things that we know works. We know universal health care works. We won't do it. We know, we know, uh, you know, paid leave, paid sick leave works. We know paid maternity leave works. We know all the things our capitalist allies do, but we won't do it because rich guys control it. And the rich have bought off their senators and the have-nots have not. Jazz guitarist Bucky Pizzarelli, star of uh, the great John Pizzarelli, he just died of it last week. He was 94. Here in New York, EMTs have stopped taking people in cardiac arrest to the hospitals because the hospitals are so overrun. They're now saying if you can't revive the person on the scene, that's it. They're, they're going to work on you. If they can't get a pulse back, they will not transport you. They're leaving people to die in their homes and make a different kind of phone call. France and Spain and other European countries have come up with a really innovative way for people experiencing domestic violence to find help. This is brilliant. We have to do this here. Victims are told to just go to a drugstore where pharmacists have direct connection to support lines and the police. And if the person doesn't feel safe speaking openly, they have a code word in every country. In France, it's mask 19. If you're being abused at home, and you go to a pharmacy in France, and you tell the pharmacist, mask 19, they will get you help. You know who else got help? China. Uh, we exported more than $1.7 million worth of masks to China in January alone. Uh, we exported $27.2 million worth of ventilators. That's over 1,300 machines the first two months of this year. The State Department donated 17.8 tons of medical equipment to China in February. Masks, gowns, gauze. And we shipped more than $271,000 worth of protective gear to China in January. And in February, they increased it to over $13.4 million. And then everything went to hell, and Trump began calling it a Chinese virus. And despite the fact that cruise ships are, at this point, floating Petri dishes and a vector for spread of coronavirus, reservations for bookings on cruise ships are up for 2021. Mm. Um... One World War II veteran, William Lapshies of Oregon, he had it, and he's recovered, and he just celebrated his 104th birthday. These are the stories I want to hear more of. Crocs. Crocs is donating 10,000 free shoes a day to healthcare workers, so now I can never say anything mean about Crocs again. Journalism and communications professors are calling on Fox News to stop spreading the misinformation about COVID-19. An open letter to Rupert and his evil son, Lachlan. They accused Fox of violating elementary canons of journalism, and they argue the channel had contributed to the spread of a grave pandemic with their shitty coverage of the novel coronavirus. Over 100 experts have signed. In Arizona, pawn shops, they're essential businesses. Golf courses, they're essential businesses. They're still open. And it's all going to be okay because Jared Kushner will save us. You watch Jared? 
get promoted to the highest ever level in government cosplay last week. The nation, the notion of the federal stockpile was, it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be the state stockpile they can use. You know, Jared, Jared Kushner always looks like he's terrified that the whole conference room is going to think that smell came from him. You know, do you love when the racists who said that Obama lacked the experience to be president are defending Jared Kushner setting policy? Jared Kushner is going to deal with this pandemic the same way he dealt with the New York Observer. He's going to turn it into a blog and bankrupt it. Please remember, Jared has no experience in medicine or in healthcare or in science or in ventilators or viruses or criminal justice reform or veterans care or diplomacy with Mexico or diplomacy with China or opioid crises or Middle East peace or veterans care or crisis management, emergency response or responsibility or common sense or ethics or uh, simulating human emotion. There's one reason Trump brought Jared on stage that night and wouldn't bring Fauci on stage. You know why? He wanted a flunky. He wanted a puppet. But hey, look, I'm too hard on Jared. He among you who has never lied to get a White House security clearance or forgotten to mention a one million loan in his paperwork can cast the first stone at Jared Kushner. One line, please. Trump keeps praising MBS who murdered. Uh, I'm not even going to go there. You guys know about Jamal Khashoggi. Um, So the army warned in early February that this virus could kill 150,000 Americans. You hear about this? An unclassified briefing document prepared on February 3rd by U.S. Army North projected that between 80,000 and 150,000 could die. They framed it as a black swan analysis, meaning it's an outlier event of extreme consequence, but often known to be a likely one. And Trump went golfing and called it a hoax and did fundraisers. In Chicago, a nurse got fired because she emailed colleagues that she wanted to wear a more protective mask while on duty. In Washington State, um, an emergency room physician was fired because he'd given an interview saying that he thought there was inadequate protective equipment and testing. I mean, in New York, Langone Health System warned employees that they'll be fired if they talk to the media without authorization. Guys, it's not the time to be firing doctors. Give them a slap on the wrist, make them apologize, and then stop. We talk about how this affects the marginalized the most. Who's more marginalized on earth right now than Syrian refugees in their camps? And these guys and women and children, they're bracing for a tsunami because so many of them live in camps without running water or soap. And if you're a refugee, social distancing doesn't exist. Um, Just to be punitive and shitty, Donald Trump is still not allowing Obamacare enrollment during the pandemic, which is great. Uh, He could have done it, opened it up so people can have health care. I mean, health insurers and Democrats and doctors are all begging to create a new sign-up window so people can sign up for Obamacare because the healthcare.gov period closed a couple of months ago. Uh, If you reopen it now, it could allow millions of uninsured people to have coverage. People could go to the doctor and the doctors, doctors could get paid. Hospitals could get paid, but no, 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 no. Trump is going to open up an Obamacare enrollment over your dead body and your dead body and your dead body. In other words, they're socialists. They want uninsured people to show up at emergency rooms and the rest of us foot the bill because Obamacare is the opposite of socialism. They're choosing it. Experts in Italy say that they might be free of new cases by mid-May after 10 weeks of lockdown, which brings us to the peaks. The virus is supposed to peak in the U.S. on April 15th, but a lot of states are going to see their peaks well after that. Um, It varies. Maryland is expected to have their peak in death on May 1st, Virginia May 28th. Uh, In New York, the peak is supposed to be today, recording this in the early hours of the 9th. 
New Jersey is supposed to peak on the 8th. Uh, Louisiana and Michigan are both supposed to peak on April 10th. Connecticut, the 13th. Massachusetts, the 15th. Pennsylvania, their deaths are supposed to peak on the 16th. D.C., the 17th. Washington State, the 19th. North Carolina, the 23rd. California and Wisconsin, both on April 27th. Florida is expected to have the most deaths on May 3rd. And Texas on May 5th. This is also the point at which most healthcare workers will be needed to care for these patients. You guys know alcohol sales are going through the roof. By 55% last week, sales of hard alcohol like tequila, gin, pre-mixed cocktails have been in very high demand, a 75% spike compared to March of last year. Wine sales are up by 66%. Beer sales are up by 42%. Online sales have gone up 243%. This is not because we're drinking more. It's because we can't go out and drink in bars anymore. A lot of y'all would be drinking socially in a restaurant or in a bar, seeing friends at shows. Now, if you want to drink, it's got to be at home. Congresswoman Nydia Velasquez here in New York, she's got it. And she is, of course, from the hotspot. And she was forced to travel back to D.C. to vote on the coronavirus bill, not knowing she had it. I know. Uh, Andrew Jack, uh, who's a dialect coach um, and an actor. He played the character Major Emmott in Star Wars The Force Awakens and Star Wars The Last Jedi. He was the guy with Carrie Fisher in the Rebel base who had the long flowing hair, silver hair and the beard. He just died due to it. Uh, Pier One's doing great. Pier One filed for bankruptcy in February, but now white people are ordering useless shit. The three wick candles and the wind chimes and the artificial plants. My God, people are buying this during the pandemic. So literally they went bankrupt and now their sales are great. Gas prices have dropped to their lowest level in four years. They're going to go lower as oil prices plunge. There, there were some places uh, last week, it was around $2 a gallon. Uh, some stations were charging under a dollar. Demand is weak because we're all at home and businesses are shuttered because of the outbreak. There was a guy in New York who was showing symptoms of the virus and he lied about his condition to sneak into the maternity ward to join his wife. This was in, in Rochester. She was giving birth. Uh, Rochester's paper, the Democrat and Chronicle reported this. Um, he didn't tell anyone. He lied that he was okay. And he went to be with his wife while she gave birth. So guess what happened? His wife, before leaving the hospital, developed flu-like symptoms. See, they were asking visitors on an honor system to say whether they'd been exposed or had any health problems. And he just lied. So now they're checking everybody's temperature, which we should have been doing months ago. Almost all schools are closed, and pretty much everyone knows school won't start up again until the fall. Um, children in America are age 6 to 12 um, are spending at least 50% more time in front of screens. Uh, this is data from Super Awesome, a kid tech company. A majority of 6 to 12-year-olds say during the pandemic they're using screens either a lot more, twice as much, or what feels like most of the day. But a lot of that, to be fair, is homeschooling. My kid is learning how to use a laptop through all of this. The Tokyo station has reset their countdown clock. Uh, now it will be running, hopefully, July 23rd to August 8th, 2021. This is the first Olympics to be postponed ever. Okay, um, so Trump's biggest lie was that he's done stuff about this, right? That he's done so much. And he's had a little bump in the polls, but it didn't last. Um, right after he announced the 30-day extension of the physical and social distancing guidelines to, to slow the spread. It shows 
of voters feel the administration isn't doing enough. And that number has gone up. Two separate polls conducted by uh, Navigator and Civics show that more respondents say they disapprove of the way Trump is handling the situation than in surveys conducted last week. Again, the problem is that a lot of people don't watch the news. So they see the media being observant little supplicants showing Trump's press rally press conferences every night. And of course, they think that's leadership. And people don't have the facts. That's why the best campaign ads are going to be Trump lying for months and months and months. Federal prisons have confined inmates to their cells for the next two weeks. Stephen Van Zandt of the E Street Band, uh, and he's done my show, and I love him. I'm trying to get him to come back on the show. Uh, He just tweeted, I'm sorry, but I'm sick of these motherfuckers who are supposed to be heroes pussying around with their fucking answers. Dr. Fauci was asked, should every state be quarantining? Why can't this fuck say yes? He goes into some bullshit about the guidelines. Say yes, motherfucker, yes. I mean, Springsteen hasn't been that emphatic about it. In South Africa, they're gathering the homeless in a sports stadium. Even in South Africa, this is separating the rich from the poor. In Japan, they're furious. The prime minister has offered two cloth masks per family, but he still won't declare an emergency. They closed the schools for a month, but they won't declare an emergency. In Venezuela, a naval boat rammed a passenger cruise liner because they were afraid some patients were aboard. And the naval boat damaged itself and sank. In New York, it turns out we're paying 15 times the normal price for stuff. New York State has paid 20 cents for gloves that cost less than a nickel, as much as seven fifty each for masks, about 15 times the usual price. New York State's paid on the average $2,795 for infusion pumps, which is more than twice the rate, uh, $248,000 for portable x-ray machines that go for about 30000 bucks. The shortage of equipment is driving up the prices. And when this is done, and they have a Truth and Reconciliation Committee... I hope the people they go for right after the president is everybody who tried to exploit this for profit. Disney has now moved a bunch of movies. Mulan will be opening July 24th, 2020. Um, West Side Story will be opening December 18th, 2020. Yes, Spielberg did a remake. Did you know? Um, Indiana Jones 5 has been pushed back to July 29th, 2022. Uh, I'm the one person excited about that. And Black Widow has been pushed back to November 6th. 2020. Um, here's a funny thing. Last week, Melania at 5.45 p.m. tweeted, As the weekend approaches, I ask that everyone take social distancing and wearing a mask face covering seriously. COVID-19 is a virus that can spread to anyone. We can stop this together. At that exact moment, she tweeted that. Her husband was on TV saying he wouldn't wear one. You cannot make this up. Um, one dynamic I didn't expect to come from this is food retailers asking people to not bring in their own cloth reusable shopping bags. Uh, Portland, Oregon has a grocery chain, Green Zebra, and they specialize in sustainably raised food and socially conscious policies and um, always encouraging customers to use reusable bags. But now they're saying, no way. The environmentalists are saying, let's go with recyclable plastic bags. Um, Their CEO said in the best of times, reusable bags can be unhygienic because a lot of people don't wash them with soap and water after each use. The EPA is threatening legal action against sellers of fake coronavirus cleaners. Thank you, EPA. Glad you're finally doing something other than rewarding polluters. Prince Charles had it. Prince Charles survived it. Prince Charles looks good doing it. Cemeteries are overrun now in Italy. Ten pages of obituaries in Italy. And in New York, funeral home workers and cemetery directors are overrun. They're barely coping now, and it's only getting worse. More than 12,000 people are hospitalized in New York State right now, and a quarter of those are in intensive care. I'm telling you, there's going to be so many funerals. We're all going to know people who died. 
and we're not going to be able to go to the funerals. I think there'll be a lot of memorial services months after people have been buried. By the way, um, historians of the future, it took about a month for America to have a death toll of 1,000, and then it took about two days for that to double to 2,000, and on the day we hit 2,000, Donald Trump tweeted uh, bragging about his ratings. Um, Bachelor finale, Monday Night Football-type numbers. He's literally bragging that a plague has given him ratings and ends it with see you at 5 p.m. So here's my question. God bless you, Joe Biden. The ball is yours now. Um, When are you going to get out of your basement in Delaware and go crash at somebody's place in D.C.? Because as of now, Joe Biden should be getting up there and doing his own press conference every day to counter Donald Trump. Not at the same time. Do it a few hours earlier or later so the journalists can make it to both. Put Joe in front of a stage, behind a podium, a dozen flags behind him. Let the press ask him anything they want to ask him and show how a man gives answers. If Andrew Cuomo can do it, We need to know that Joe Biden can do it, too, because Joe Biden can do it and he won't lie to people and he'll look good doing it. He'll look presidential doing it and he can talk to the same reporters and show them how adults treat journalists. Macy's is furloughing the majority of their 130,000 workers. In Brazil, their fascist president kept calling it a little cold and urged people to keep the economy going. He's totally rejected the idea of a lockdown, saying we'll all die one day. In Amsterdam, they stole a Van Gogh, and it wasn't some, like, cool, uh, uh, sophisticated robbery, just an old smash-and-grab burglary, which you hardly ever see in the art world today. And it worked. Country star Joe Diffie died of it. He was 61 years old. We had a period last week in New York City where one person was dying every four minutes. The Marine Corps suspended new recruit training at Paris Island. Hospitals are proposing, uh, they're postponing elective procedures and organ transplants. ABC had to convert GMA3, Straight Hand Sarah and Kiki into a new show, Pandemic, What You Need to Know. And I'll tell you the truth, I tuned in to watch Straight Hand Sarah and Kiki. It was about 40 minutes before I realized it, it, it wasn't them. A guy was um, filmed uh, licking products at Walmart. They charged him with terrorist threats. Cheesecake Factory is being called revolutionary because they're refusing to pay rent. In Brooklyn, Mario Salerno, I hope you heard of this guy. He's a landlord. He has 18 apartment buildings, and he said he did not want his tenants to stress out during this. He posted signs on all of his building saying, due to the recent pandemic affecting all of us, please note, I am waiving rent. Stay safe, help your neighbors, and wash your hands. Thank you. That's a leader. That's what he did. In China, um, in the city of Xi'an and uh, Daju in Sichuan province, People have been, you know, quarantined for 10 weeks. They're finally coming out of their quarantine. And both of those cities are reporting record high numbers of divorce. That's going to be really interesting. I keep hearing about all the babies that are going to be born in nine months. Who's going to get pregnant and go to a hospital or a GYN during this? I think we'll see more divorces than we see babies. This is how it is. It's so tough. I just want to rattle through all these things. There's so many details. When Ken Burns makes a movie about this, it's going to have to be a 90-hour-long documentary. Tax day's been moved to July 15th. Between two and five senators uh, who were privy to advanced pandemic intel might be guilty of insider trading. We lost 701,000 jobs in March in the nine years of job growth that began after the Great Recession under Barack Obama and continued under Donald Trump is done. The job market went from hot to frozen. Trump cannot take credit for Obama's work anymore. 
Hundreds of thousands of people in Florida are just trying to file for unemployment. And it turns out the website doesn't work. The phones are jammed. Confusion's all over the place. The amount of gasoline has dropped. The the amount of gasoline we're consuming has dropped to the lowest level in 25 years. I could go on about Jared. (laughs) Jared changing the language in the Washington web, in in the government website. I mean, it's just, I, you see how it is. There's so much to keep track of. It's almost impossible to keep track of all the lies and all the deceit, all the rank fuckery. Uh, And that's the irony. You know, that's the irony is that our conservative brothers and sisters don't realize it. On January 8th, the CDC issued their first warning. One month later, Pompeo tweeted that he was sending that 18 tons of supplies to China. One month after that, Trump said, I'm not concerned at all. No, we've done a great job with it. And he golfed. He said, I'm not concerned at all. That was one month ago today. He said, I'm not concerned at all. And he went golfing because that's what he does. Okay, that last segment went way too long. I apologize. I'll make this quick. The important thing to realize is Trump's only hope is distraction, deflection, distraction, deflection. So everything they do right now is meant to take your mind off the fact that he lied about everything to his own supporters for three months. When Donald Trump comes out and calls it a Chinese virus, it's not about it being a Chinese virus. It's to make us all debate for a few days whether that's racist or not. Spoiler alert, it is fucking racist. It's called COVID-19. Scientists don't call it a Chinese virus. Racists do. And by the way, it's called COVID-19 because 19 was the year we knew about it. So McConnell now has, and then, oh, then Trump was trying to do Harry and Meghan. Uh, We're not going to pay for their security. Harry and Meghan never asked for us to pay for their security. But again, it got us fighting about that for a day. So now McConnell is helping him out. And here's the most insidious thing they're going to try to do. I don't think it's going to work. But Mitch McConnell was on the Hugh Hewitt show. Boy, that must have been a summit. And he said, well, the government was just too distracted because Trump was impeached. Mitch McConnell, 18% approval in his home state, said, It came up while we were tied down on the impeachment trial, and I think it diverted the attention of the government because everything, every day, was all about impeachment. Okay, um, here's the deal. Uh, He's saying that if the federal government failed to respond to an imminent pandemic because they were too concerned about the political fate for Donald Trump, that would be bad. This is much worse. He's saying the government was too distracted by impeachment to handle the coronavirus? Really? (laughs) They spent two and a half years and 33 hearings investigating Benghazi, clearing Obama constantly, and yet somehow the Obama administration wasn't too distracted to have successful global efforts to contain Ebola. So, So let me get this straight. Trump was so distracted by impeachment. That's why he fired the pandemic team in 2018. That's why he removed infectious disease protections for nursing home nursing home patients. That's why he fired the Chinese pandemic public health official. That's why Trump refused tests and still is. That's why he blocked data. That's why Trump caused thousands of people to be exposed. You know, years before he was impeached, this guy decimated our capacity to respond to a pandemic. I mean, but again, Trump found time for the things he cared about. He held rallies. He played fucking golf. And by the way, after he was acquitted by the Senate... That was February 5th. February 5th. He kept downplaying it for another month and a half. So this is their big lie. This is what they're going to try to do. I mean, on, uh, like long before impeachment, he dismantled the pandemic response teams at the National Security Council and Homeland Security. 
on February 25th, there was only 57 confirmed cases of this, and he was still downplaying it. And the journalists don't ask him about firing Rear Admiral Tim Ziemer, who was senior director of global health security. Uh, they don't ask about it. Uh, they just let this guy go ahead and, and skate. They let him go ahead and just say, I was too busy fighting off impeachment. So please keep it in mind. They're going to use racism. They're going to use lies. They're going to do everything they can do. Okay. And that's why we have to call it the Trump virus. It's, it's what it is. I mean, the Peace Corps has brought everybody home. Guys, times like this are going to bring out the best in some people. And they're going to bring out the worst in some people, regardless of, of, of their political affiliation. So choose wisely. It may get worse. Do you want to be one of the people where this brings out your best? Or do you want to be like a Trump supporter? You know, I, I had one guy on Twitter get mad at me. And say, oh, a lot of them guys, but this guy said, only dumbasses like Bugle saying, call it racist or refer to the virus by its geographical origin. You know what, fine. You want to call it the Chinese virus because of its geographical origin? Great. How about the rest of us call MAGA hats Chinese hats because of their geographical origins? Never forget January 20th. That was the day of the first U.S. diagnosis and the first South Korean diagnosis. And since then, South Korea did 275,000 tests. It's lethal incompetence. He knew for months. He fired all these people. When we had 15 cases, he said it would soon be down to zero. He lied that a vaccine was coming soon. This is the part in the movie when you're supposed to wake up, MAGA. So just remember this. Again, every troll, every bot, every anonymous Twitter coward or beta fascist who goes on social media and tries to bait you into fighting about whether the phrase Chinese virus is racist, they're only trying to deflect the narrative from Trump's lies and incompetence. They want us fighting over racism semantics, not Trump's record. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. I will promise you the next one will be shorter. Uh, it's been kind of crazy here. I'm going to try and do a bunch more of these, too. Um, okay, so so please remember, if the right-wing person who's defending Trump to you has a Twitter account that began in February or March of 2020, they're probably not a person. If, if anyone is attacking you and defending Trump on social media, check to see when their account began. If it began in the last three months, they're not people. That's not going to change. You know, Trump is still demonizing the blue states and blue state governors and, and praising himself and the red state governors. But I, I want to just leave you with one thought. He did tell the truth about something, and it's a big truth. Last week, he was criticizing Democrats because they're trying to expand voting access for the presidential election. And to me, this is the big issue we need to focus on more than anything. It's much bigger than who Biden's vice president is. Will people be able to vote from home? Because again, the Republican Party... <laughs> they love government. They say they hate government, but government's how they get power. Government's how they reward their donors. Government is how they redistribute wealth to the upper 1%. What they hate is democracy. They try to make it harder for you to exercise your right to vote. That's what voter ID laws are. That's what gerrymandering is. So, so Trump said on Fox that the voting changes proposed by Democrats were crazy. And here's where he told the truth. He said that if these voting reforms led to higher levels of turnout, it would disadvantage Republicans politically. They had things in there about election days and what you do and all sorts of clawbacks. But it, this proves everything voting rights advocates say, that Republicans have put all these obstacles up to voting in so many states in the past two decades. And it's because they know they'll lose. Trump said that these pro voting reforms in the, in the bill that was passed by Congress for $2 trillion 
uh, most of which were cut out of the deal, would have led to, quote, levels of voting that if you ever agreed to it, you'd never have a Republican elected in this country again. Democrats have pushed a mandate that states make plans to expand early voting and mail-in balloting for the election, okay, in the event that a plague makes in-person voting unsafe. So Trump is telling the truth, because if more people voted, if everyone could vote by mail, like the troops do every year, yeah, you'd never have a Republican elected in this country again. Finally, um, I got blocked by Trump's campaign manager, Dan Bongino. I don't know if you guys watch Fox as much as I have to for my work, but um, he tweeted, if you're openly or quietly hoping that a promising drug treatment fails and people die because President Trump mentioned it, then you're human filth. You're a garbage person and an oxygen thief who makes the world worse each day. Hashtag fact. And all I did was respond to him. Yeah. And if you're running a campaign for a corrupt incompetent who lied to us all for months about a pandemic and still can't stop lying and just accused healthcare workers of stealing masks, then you're paid to be human filth. Bro blocked me within five minutes. All right. I got to leave you some good news. And here it is. A new study shows that toddlers will offer up food they really want to a needy stranger. The stories made me so happy. It was a study that measured how babies would respond when adults dropped food on their tray. And one group of adults acted all dismayed and worried, and the other group was relaxed. And they found that the babies were much more likely to give food to the, to the dismayed, upset grown-ups than to eat it themselves. So what this means is, you know, we think babies are selfish and, and just slaves to their biological urges and egocentric, but this is a study that showed that babies are not selfish they're social. Um, and again, while you're giving love to uh, the healthcare workers and grocery store workers and um, people who are still braving the elements every day and facing it, don't forget the truckers. Truckers are facing a lot of hurdles related to this virus. They are keeping the supply lines open. And as they navigate the highways that are mostly empty and they're keeping these chains going for consumer needs and medical supplies, truckers are dealing with shuttered rest stops and truck stop restaurants. Truckers are dealing with not being able to use a bathroom anywhere. They're dealing with drive throughs only, and they can't drive a truck through a drive through or walk through one. Truckers are having to go and pack their own lunches and meals because they can't get food on the road, and they can't find a bathroom. And in many cases, when they finally deliver their payload, they have to sign electronically because people don't want to see them, and they can't even get invited to use the restroom. So please give some love and gratitude for America's truckers. Guys, there's so much we have to get through still. So I'm going to be recording a lot more of these things. I, I thank you all so much for listening. I know this was a long one, um, but look, it's going to be okay. The My Pillow guy's on it. We'll all be safe. I'm John Fugel saying no gigs whatsoever to promote. We don't know when they're going to come back, but hopefully soon. In the meantime, please subscribe to SiriusXM. It's free until the 15th of May. Uh, please check out johnfugelsang.com. Buy some anti-Trump merch and swag if you can. And don't forget the words of arguably the first celebrity to die from this, the great playwright Terrence McNally, who I had the pleasure of meeting on my show. He said, I may think I have an inalienable right to be alive and happy, but I don't. Life is a blessing. Thank you to everyone at the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, especially Chris Lavoie. Thanks to all of you for listening. And, uh, We'll see you soon. Peace.